Hi everyone, my name is James Cruz. Um, I'm a poet who lives in Shaftesbury, Vermont, and I've lived in Vermont for about four years now. One of the things that my husband and I love to do is visit all the state parks and, and all the, the areas to hike in. And since I'm a poet, a lot of what I write is uh, based on those hikes and those walks that we've taken together. Welcome to The Portable Humanist, the podcast where you can listen to Vermont Humanities talks and learn when you're on the go. I'm Ryan Newswanger. James Cruz's poetry has appeared in Plowshares, Raleigh Review, Crab Orchard Review, and The New Republic. His most recent collection of poems is titled Bluebird. We recently spent a morning with James at Jamaica State Park in southern Vermont as part of our new Words in the Woods program. The series allows Vermonters and visitors to enjoy our state's natural beauty while listening to and reading literature in the outdoors. Due to COVID-19, we decided to record James on our own and offer the event as a video on our website and as this podcast episode. That morning, James discussed with us the origins of his poems and offered several writing prompts for those inspired by his words. Here's James Cruz. So what I'd like to do is just read a few of those to you. Um, A lot of them are from my new book called Bluebird. And um, what I'll also do is just offer some invitations for each of you to kind of go out in nature and uh, maybe write your own poem or your own piece from whatever you absorb. What I'll start with is uh, this poem called Leave No Trace. So I wrote this after hiking, um, I believe actually it's here in Jamaica State Park where we're filming. And, um, you know, I just saw that phrase that leave no trace, that we're urged to take everything with us, obviously don't leave anything behind. But it kind of started to occur to me that we're always leaving something behind, um, that there's always some piece of us left behind when we interact with nature. So that's kind of where this poem came from. We break branches and make tracks on trails that keep the shape of our boot soles as we rub stones that look like faces lifted out of loam by the talon-like root claws of maples growing up over them, and then we touch the trees. Leave no trace, we've been told, though we know this is impossible when we abandon countless breaths threads of conversation and stray hairs snagged on thorns, some warbler will soon swoop in and steal, weaving pieces of us into her tufted nest, tucked deep inside a willow we will never see. So what I would invite you to do for your own poem or your own piece of writing is to just imagine Um, what parts of you are left behind when you go out for a hike or you go out for a walk? Um, What are those little bits of connection and interaction with nature? And um, just see where that carries you. So the next poem I'd like to read you all is called At Stratton Pond. And um, this one was written after an experience at Stratton Pond here in southern Vermont. And, you know, one of the things that I really love being about being out in nature is just being away from my phone, my screens. And I think of it as being kind of in soul time. So this more natural way of being that we can slip into, especially if we don't have cell service, which is the case at a lot of Vermont parks. Um, So that's where this poem came from. And this is at Stratton Pond. If you've ever sat on the dock 
near a pond and watched for hours as salamanders flit in the shallows, as algae fronds dance back and forth in time with the current, unfurling every part of themselves for the water. Then you know what it means to move in real time, to feel yourself inside the caves the arched algae makes for tadpoles and minnows to swim through. You know how noon sun warms the tops of beech trees, so each branch gives up its sleeve of ice like glass falling from a chandelier. You've seen it melt into copper leaf litter, water sinking through softened soil to touch the roots of trout lilies about to bloom and now blooming when you pass through again on your way back to the car. You've learned to take your time, stopping to rub those tender places on birches where the ancient scroll work of bark has peeled back to reveal the secret of all existence, to live unbound by time and mind, to grow, speak, touch, and taste at a pace that feels more real. So for this one, um, I would invite you all to write about a time when you felt like you were actually outside of time, where, you know, you kind of were able to escape your thoughts, escape um, some of the ways that we're bound by our screens or task lists or things like that. Um, so just think back and see if there's an experience that you've had out in nature, even just walking around the yard, taking a hike, um, when you were able to kind of escape time for a while. So this next poem was actually written after I attended a seven-day silent meditation retreat. And um, when I was sitting a lot, um, we sat for hours each day, I realized that I, I wasn't really paying attention to the natural sounds, so what's known as the natural silence. And so I got to, to hear so many new birds, catbirds, Phoebe's calls that I, I hadn't realized were all around me. And then I came home and kind of brought that attention to my own surroundings. So this is called natural silence. It's not easy to find the silence behind traffic noise and the rush of a jet dragging its contrails through the sky. But here it is again in the in-between when I learn to listen long enough to the call and response of birdsong, to wind pulsing in the canopies of trees and every wing flutter of the Phoebe, who's built her cup of a nest out of moss and mud beneath the eaves of our house. I know the stillness will last for just a few beats before the roar of a Harley takes over and a tractor rumbles through the rocky field outside my window. So I sink into it while I can, as I do into water so clean and clear, for a moment at least, I swear I can see to the bottom of everything. So for this poem, I would invite you to just maybe take five or ten minutes, and even if you're in the city, try to sit close to an open window, sit outside, uh, near the sounds of nature, and just pay attention to what you hear. See if you can name all the different sounds, the sound of the wind, the sound of certain birds, maybe insects buzzing nearby, 
and then um, wait for a line to come to you and, and just kind of follow that line wherever it takes you. See if you can write about the quality of that natural silence for you as well. So this next poem is uh, born out of the experience actually of watching the um, caterpillars spin their chrysalis outside of our house. We have uh, a lot of milkweed plants on the farm where my husband and I live. And so we're always watching the, the caterpillars and uh, watching for those moments when the monarchs start coming out. And uh, so this poem is kind of born out of, out of that experience. This is Monarch. The butterfly does not break free triumphant. Once it claws through the chrysalis, it stands there shivering, new wings aching as they slowly fill with blood. It must keep its tiny eyes shut tight at first against the brightness and shimmer of a world it has never seen before, not like this. It must listen until a deeper voice whispers, the flowers are waiting. Leave the skin of the old life far behind. Open your eyes and give in to the blue air that will carry you everywhere you need to go. So this poem is called Down to Earth, and this one is written for my husband who actually works as a farmer. And it kind of touches on uh, his ability to be so connected to the natural world and, and the weather, everything that's going on. I've always admired um, his, his connection to that. So this is Down to Earth. The heart of a farmer is made of muscle and clay that aches for return to earth. And when the sky releases a steady rain, massaging each row of sprouted beans, my husband leans out of the car window and opens his hand to hold that water for a single instant, his heart now beating in sync with rain, seeping through layers to kiss the roots of every plant alive on this living, breathing planet on whose back we were granted permission to live for a limited time. That's poet James Cruz, the author of the new collection, Bluebird. Find him online at jamescruz.net. Thanks for listening to The Portable Humanist. Visit our website at portablehumanist.org for a transcript of this episode and for more information about Vermont Humanities.